Welcome to the Art of Leadership with Nina Ellison. Join Nina as she explores the underlying value of soft skills in the lives of healthy leaders. Thank you, Barry. I am Nina Ellison, and in this podcast, the topic I'm looking forward to talking about is something that many leaders have in common. Sales representatives, healthcare professionals, software developers, and I could go on all have this something in common. And what it is in every profession is that our values impact our decision-making as leaders. A book I've been reading is called Change Your World, written by John Maxwell. John is one of my mentors. And as I read this book, the idea continues to gain influence in my thinking. One example I read in John's book was of a bank in Guatemala called Bentrab with 157 branches and and thousands of employees. Following a time of teams learning a curriculum on values, within the year, the company increased its net promoter score by 3% and soon ranked in the top three banks in Central America and the Caribbean in financial growth, leadership growth, and growth within the family of the employees. The values you and I as leaders embrace create structure and meaning in our work. I see this in my own solution-based leadership framework that I've used for years. I call it RAFT, R-A-F-T. The R stands for relationships, meaningful relationships, the A for accountability, mutual accountability, the F for focus and intentional focus, and the T for thought strategic thinking. Using this framework of values helps me stay true to who I am and and what I stand for as a leader. Putting your values first impacts your decision-making in a way that enables you to gain a consistency in your leadership, no matter the circumstances. In 2019, I was a part of the John Maxwell team volunteering to facilitate transformation roundtables in Paraguay. This year, in March, I began facilitating a transformation roundtable in the United States. And through this process, I have seen again that clearly adding values to others is more than even the strategy or the process that I just mentioned. It's more than a a transactional decision. Adding values goes deeper. And when I say that our values impact our decision-making as leaders, the question remains, how willing are we to understand others and to understand what they value? What matters to them? I continually come back to this concept that being a leader is not so much about me as it is about understanding and empowering those I lead. A couple weeks ago, I met someone who I learned during our conversation was an Army veteran. And as I heard this, I responded with a phrase that I've used for years. Thank you for your service. Our meeting continued, and as the topics deepened, he paused and said, I just have to tell you that when you thanked me for my service, I found it to be offensive. I paused for a moment to consider what he was saying, and then I asked him if he would be willing for us to divert our agenda and take some time for me to take on the role of student and for him to teach me what that phrase means to him and how I could better demonstrate appreciation. But first, I asked if he would accept my apology for offending him. He nodded. 
our conversation increased in intensity as he shared his experiences and the difficulty he had had in trying to return to civilian life where he had felt that no one had cared about what he had been through. No one wanted to hear his stories. He felt no one valued his contribution. One specific statement still resonates with me as I considered what I have learned from this conversation. No one appreciated me at the time when I needed it the most. I asked him, what can I do now to share appreciation? And he said, nothing. It's done. And I knew that this particular student-teacher conversation had come to a close for now as he moved on to other topics. The very next day, in a completely different environment, I met another veteran, and I asked if he would be willing to give me some advice. He agreed, and so I shared my experience from the previous day. And when I asked him what I could have done differently, his response was, you've already done it. What do you mean? When he engaged in a dialogue where he felt free enough to share his true feelings, you stopped and you showed a desire to become a learner. In other words, you honored him. In that way, you made it evident that his words and his experience were valuable. This veteran went on to teach me that not all veterans find the phrase, thank you for your service, offensive. But he was aware that to some veterans, this statement had become a cliche rather than a true appreciation of service and sacrifice. Remember my statement about the value being more than a transactional decision? Here was another opportunity for me as a leader to learn. Just this week, I met a third veteran, close in age to the first one. And as he shared that he was a veteran, I paused and I said, I know, I have no way of understanding your experience in the military. Would you be open to me sharing an appreciation to you for being one of those who have chosen to stand up in the protection of others? He smiled. And I'll tell you, I couldn't help but wonder how many times he had heard the phrase, thank you for your service. Our conversation after that was meaningful, and I gained several new insights from this fellow leader. But perhaps the greatest was that I was reminded again that there is more than meets the eye when seeking to add value to others. As a leader who desires to add values to others, there is a lesson to be learned here. Adding value is more than a strategy or a process, and it's certainly more than an idea of clicking a radio button in our mind that says, okay, I've added value. One of the challenges for you and me in growth as leaders who add value to others is a continual pursuit of the awareness of our own assumptions. Years ago, I learned the red model of critical thinking. Perhaps you know it. The R stands for recognizing assumptions, the E for evaluating the arguments and the information, and the D, drawing conclusions based on evidence. This model can be used in very complex situations, but putting it simply for our talk today, in my first conversation with the veteran, I realized that the assumption I had made in showing appreciation to veterans was faulty. I knew I needed more information, so I connected with several others, including the conversation I shared with you today. Then, as the opportunity presented itself, I used the conclusion I had drawn 
based on the evidence I had gathered, to come to a different conclusion about how to show appreciation to veterans. I recognized my assumptions. I evaluated the information, and then I drew conclusions based on that evidence. In my own leadership model of RAFT, I've identified that strategic thinking is critical to the success of leaders who are delivering excellence. At times, this can be a solo activity, but I believe it must be balanced with the experiences such as the roundtables, where new ideas, new concept, and a heightened awareness of what we value becomes evident and lends authority to our decision-making as leaders. After all, leaders are learners too. And as always, you can reach me, Nina Ellison, at www.healthyleadership.online. I look forward to connecting with you. 